You know, we do need to learn the value of every day, the wonder of what it is. And today I'd like to start a series of messages from now through Father's Day talking about the family and other aspects of the family and things that go on. And today among some groups is a, is a day recognized as Senior Adult Day. And so that's why we're talking about learning how to live wisely throughout all the days of our life. And I, and I would say quickly that you and I, oh, I shouldn't say you and I, those of you who are young shouldn't, re, shouldn't regard this as something you don't need to listen to because every day is so valuable, so important. And all of us know that regardless of what we may think about life today and some of us with a carefree attitude that I've got all the time in the world have to understand that every day is the possible last day of our life. And every day we are aging. We're getting older every day. Regardless of what age we are, we're going to get older if God allows us to keep living. And so we need to be aware of that. And in Psalm 90 in verse 12, uh, we, we hear God telling us a, a very special lesson through the writer of this psalm. And it's what I want to focus on this morning as we spend a little bit of time together talking about the value of every single day, living rightly the way that we ought to in the things that are going on. So I invite you to stand as, I, as we read this word from God and um, again, Psalm 90 and verse 12, most of you know the verse well and respond to it and know that, but the scripture says, so teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. The prayer is that God would teach us to take every day. Let me read it in a couple other translations just so that you might understand it fully. Teach us in the New Living Translation, it says, teach us to make the most of our time that we may live wisely. In the New Century Version, it says, teach us how short our lives really are so that we may be wise. And the Living Bible says, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. And then the King James Version just said it this way that we're almost familiar. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, as we take a few moments together to just think together about what it means to value every single day of our life, to think about how important it is that we not take for granted the time that we have, the moments that are ours, and assume that we'll have all the time that we need to do whatever it is that we want to do and need to do. But teach us today to number our days, to make every day valuable, to make every day count, to realize what this gift of life is and this gift of today is, and so speak into our hearts, Father, those things that we need to be reminded of, truths that we know, things that we understand, and yet so often we take for granted and we let them slip by without really taking regard for them. And so speak into our hearts, I pray today, in Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. You know, as we think about this verse and, and where we are and what we think about in life and living our, the days of our life the way that we ought to and the things that are going on in our lives, there's some things that I think we need to take into mind and consider as we look at part of it. The first thing is that we have to acknowledge who's in control. We need to realize and understand today that God is the one that's in control. He's the one that decides, that determines the days of our life. We don't do that. 
God's, it's in God's hands as we look at that, and we need to acknowledge that, we need to appreciate that, and we need to realize that until we come to that place in our lives that we're willing to say, God, this is your day, and I want to live it according to your plan for my life. I want it to be all that you would have it to be. I want to glorify you in this day, in these moments, and give you my life. We're going to miss out on the fullness that God has for us. We're going to miss out. When we try to live life according to our plans and according to our directions, we so often come to that place in our life that we come to the end of the day frustrated because it had no meaning it had no significance and we look back at our life and wonder what was the value of our living what did we really accomplish what was the use of it because we don't take the reality of the value of this day what this day has to offer me God is in charge and being a part of that as we look at it so we acknowledge that but we also need to understand that we're not really supposed to live in the past nor are we supposed to live in the future Today is the day that we have and what's going on and what we look at and, and what we see. Some of us live in the past all the time because that seems to be all that we have. All we can think about is what used to be. All we have to hold on to because we're not living today, because we're not grabbing the, the value and the, and the wonder of this moment. All we really have to hang on to is the past memories that we have. And all we do is look back all the time. Well, you can't move forward looking in your rear view mirror all the time. You need to be able to look today and to see the value of this day and the wonder of this day and what's going on and being a part of what's going on. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 10 says, Do not say, Why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. When we let the past be the dictate of our life, when we, all that we have to live for is that which is behind, we, we miss all that God has planned for us. Paul said it this way, forgetting those things which are behind, I press forward, I press onward to the things that are ahead as we look and see. We need to recognize, we need to understand the reality and the value of this day and what's going on. But at the same time, we don't need to always be looking to the future and planning for the future. There's nothing wrong with planning for the future. There's nothing wrong with setting aside those things that we need to, uh, looking forward to having a plan for what's going on, to plan for retirement, to plan to have a good inheritance, to leave for our children, all those kinds of things as we do. But if that's all that we focus on is that which might be, that which could happen, those things that are out yonder, we still miss the day. We miss what's going on. And if we do not leave a heritage of faith, even if we leave our children, our grandchildren, the her our family and all things, even if we leave them a great financial plan, we leave them a great way of living out their lives and we fail to leave them a heritage of faith, we have failed miserably. Miserably. As a parent, the greatest gift we ever have to give to our children is faith in Christ Jesus, a lifestyle that points them to Jesus Christ and allows them to know him and experience him in the fullness of what he is. And we can give them everything in the world, and if we don't give them Christ, we have failed. And we have failed them miserably, and we've failed ourselves in what's going on because we know, as we've already said, you've heard many times, and you've read it many times, that if you gain the world but you lose your soul, what have you got? Nothing. And that's what so many of us are doing. We're trying to gain the world, and if we can't have it, we want to make sure our kids got a better world than we have, and we want to give it to them, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. Please don't misunderstand me. But if that's the only focus, if that's all that we're doing is trying to please the world's gain and the world's ideas and what's going on, if that's all we're handing to our children, to our grandchildren, then we're failing miserably because what they need most of all is a walk with Jesus Christ, an atmosphere of faith, an understanding that we can trust God today for everything that we need from Him today. He will provide. He will meet the needs of our life. We need to be able to hang on to that and teach that and go on to being a part of all that's happening as we look at it and as we understand. We need to not live in the past. We need to not live in the future. We need to learn to live today. 
this very moment? What is it that God gives us in understanding and being a part of what's happening in Luke? The little girl mistakenly prayed the prayer that we maybe heard lots of times or maybe we prayed when we were children, if I should wake before I die. Well, folks, some of us need to wake up. We need to realize the value of this day. There are a lot of people who died a long time ago. All they're doing is waiting to be buried. It's not, to be, it's not the way it ought to be for those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to be living life at its fullest. We ought to be so alive in the wonder of what every day means and the gift that God has given to us and the, the excitement and the joy of life that is ours that, that we find meaning in every purpose and what's going on and, and looking at the things that are going and being a part of this. Some people say, you know, well, you just need to learn how to age gracefully. That's, that's a lot of phooey. That's not correct. One man said it this way. Roger Rosenfeld said, age gracefully? I think not. Age ferociously. Live life. Grab a hold of life. Take hold of all that it is. Think, love, be kind. Be the kind of person that God wants us to be every single day. I don't need to wait until someday in the future to try to be what God wants me to be. Today is the day. I need to be what God wants me to be. Today's the day I need to live out my life, my faith, my hope, and the things that are going on in the present of life and all that's going on. See, life either threatens us or challenges us. We can be afraid of it or we can accept it as the challenge that God means for it to be in our lives. And the opportunity is there for us to see and to move forward with the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We've all heard that word uh, TGIF, and a lot of us may think a lot about that, but what we need to do is TGIF one two. Day. Thank God for today. This is the day I need to be grateful for. Certainly I'm grateful for all that God's done in the past. Certainly I'm grateful for what he's taught me and led me to understand and teach me the things like that. See, the past is never supposed to be an anchor that holds us back, but it's a rudder that guides us into the things that we're supposed to be going on and the things that we're supposed to do. The future is there for us to believe that's in God's hands, but for today he's given me a gift. Today he's given me something I need to do. Today he's given me a task to perform. Today he's taught me that this is life and you need to live it to its fullest and being a part of all that's going on in the scene that's going on. Will Rogers was once asked, if you knew you only had 48 hours to live, what would you do with them? He said, live them one at a time. One hour at a time. This is what I have. This is all that I have. And folks, I need to learn how to make the most of it. If we as God's people would really take it seriously that this gift of life is ours by, God, by God's grace and by God's mercy, and if we would understand that this is the day that God has made, and I'm going to rejoice in this day. This is the day that God has given me that I can realize and understand that I have an opportunity to make a difference in someone's life today. I have an opportunity today to do something that could change my own attitude, my own life, but also the life of others around us and being a part of it. You you know, if we play life safely, if we never get involved, if we never take a risk, if we never do anything, then certainly we're not ever going to have to worry about being hurt or anything going wrong. But Jesus said, for those people who save their lives, they're the ones who lose it. It's those who lose their life that gain it. Those who give themselves away fully and completely and pour everything they are into this moment, into this day, that helps us to live the kind of life that we ought to, the kind of difference that we ought to make and the things that are going on and being around us and all the things. The goal is not how long we live, but how well we live. I don't have any control over how many days I have, but I do have control over how I live today. 
what attitude I have, what things I do, what practices I'll be a part of, I have that ability to make a decision about that. God's given me that choice, that ability to choose for myself how I will live in each moment, in each day, and the things that are going on and being a part of it as we look at it. I don't always have control over the circumstances, even of today. But I do have control over my reaction to those circumstances, my attitude about those circumstances, how I respond to the things that are going on in my life as we look and as we understand to be a part of that. And so I want to just share a few things with you that I think, for me at least, you may not agree and that's fine, but for me these are some things that would help me to learn day by day, moment by moment, to live for that day, for this day, but also to live graciously, to, to, to age graciously, whether I'm a teenager, whether I'm a young person or a middle adult or whether I'm a senior adult like I am or whatever it may be, it, what do I do moment by moment, day by day? What are some things that would give me the strength, the ability to be able to be the kind of person God's called me to be every single day of my life? Well, the first thing I think that we can do is think. Use our heads. Think. Now, I know some of us talk about our, our lapses of memory or the inability to remember things as well as we should, but you need to understand something. Memory and thinking are not the same thing. We need to think. We need to learn how to use our heads. Henry Ford said, make no mistake about it, thinking is hard. No wonder nobody does it anymore. And then we heard, um, and then Vance Havner, a great evangelist, said, so many people are lost in thought these days. And the reason is that it's such unfamiliar territory to them. We need to learn how to think. We need to use our heads. God gave us our brains. He gave us the ability to think, to deal, and to be a part of it. We need to understand what's going on in our lives. We need to think about what God's doing. We need to think about the value of the day. We need to think about what we can do to use the things that God has given to us, how we can be the people of God. We need to learn how to start using our heads and not just let everybody else tell us what it is that we need to believe. We need to think about what's going on. We need also to serve. The Bible tells us, Jesus said himself, I came to serve. I came to be a servant. And we need to learn how to truly serve one another, to love one another the way the Bible teaches us to do that. Every single day we can be servants. John Wesley said it this way, do all the good that you can by all the means that you can in all the ways that you can in all the places that you can in all the times that you can to all the people that you can as long as you can. We need to be people who serve one another. We need to be people who love one another, who, who make it an effort at today. Who can I serve today? How can I be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ today and what's going on? And how can I minister to be a part of what God's going on? But not only do we need to serve, we need to keep growing. We need to never reach a point in our lives where we think we've got it all understood. We've got everything we need. We've, we've reached it. Some of us give up as we get older. We give up on our dreams. We give up on our hopes. We give up on ideas. No, we can't do that. See, God has a continuing education program. We need to keep on growing. We need to keep on being able to realize that, that there's things that you and I can do. We, we can remind ourselves of Caleb. We talked about some older people. You remember Caleb, the man who, was, who had been through all that he went through with the children of Israel in the wilderness and all the things that were happening in his life. And yet when he came to the end, when the land was conquered, he was 80 years old, and he said, give me my mountain. I was told when we got this land and we conquered all the people that this place would be mine. I want it. I want my mountain. It wasn't completely defeated. The people there were the giants of the land. They were those who had scared people to death. But Caleb said, give me that. We don't have to quit. 
We keep growing. We keep dreaming. We keep having ideas. We need to understand that we have so much to add, so much value to give to one another, and we need to do that with each other as we look together and being a part of that as we understand. We need to get involved. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I can't do some of the things I used to do. don't like it, but it's just a reality. And the things I can't do, I can't do as well or as fast as I used to do. I'm doing a lot of things around my house right now, a lot of yard work and some things like that. Back, I can remember back when I could have done that in a day or two, been through, and then had fun. Now it's taken me a month or two, and I'm not even beginning to see progress. You know, it, it just takes longer to get it done, and it takes a whole, whole lot longer to get over getting it done. You know, it just, it's just harder to do, and being a part of that as we look at it and as we understand it. But we need to realize that as we do that, we still can do some things. I may not can do everything I used to do, and I may not can do some things as well as I used to do them, but I can do something. And what I can do, I ought to do. And that's what I need to remind myself day in and day out. I can't quit because I can't do what I used to do, and I can't give up because I can't do it as fast as I used to do. What I need to do is understand that God's working in my life changes as I'm, uh, with my ability. He gives me what I need today to do what I can do today. And he may change the direction of my focus. He may give me a new understanding of the kind of ministry that I can do that I couldn't used to do or whatever it may be. He may give me ideas that I haven't had, but I've got to keep growing. I've got to keep allowing myself to get involved, to be touching, to do something. Whatever it is that you can do, do it. Don't talk about it. Don't dream about it. Just do it. You have today. Get involved. Do what God's called you to do in being a part of what's going on as we look at it. And then be an encourager, a mentor, a teacher. See, all of us need someone to encourage us, to pass on the back and say, you're doing a good job. Someone to help us get through life. Someone to say, you know, I've walked down the path that you're struggling with right now. Would you mind if I came along beside you and walked with you through this experience to help give you a little bit of guidance and leadership? See, that's what we're called to do as brothers and sisters in Christ. We're supposed to be mentors with one another. We're supposed to be encouragers of one another. See, the, the word encourage means to put strength into and that's what we're supposed to do. Everyone we come alongside, we ought to be able to strengthen them, encourage them, help them, be all that they can be. That's who we are. That's what God means for us to be as one another. We ought to be continually being a part of helping each other, encouraging each other. And no matter what age we are, no matter what we're doing in our life, we can be encouragers. We can come along beside people. We can mentor them. We can teach them. We can guide them along the way. We never know what something that we may say or do or by being a friend, by being a help, whatever it may be that they need, we could do that and be a part of that. See, families need encouragement. They need families who have walked the path before them to come along beside them and say, I understand how hard it is to raise those kids and all the things that you're going through. I've been there. Could I share some things that God taught me in the process of doing that with you? Could you could I, would you be willing to let me take you on as a prayer, someone I can pray for? Would you mind if I prayed for you and your family on a daily basis? There's all kinds of things that we can do to encourage and help one another as the family of God and as families together as we look at it. We ought to be the most encouragers, the most encouraging people that ever lived on the face of the earth. We ought to be the best mentors of anyone that could ever be a part of what's going on because we have something that no one else has. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, the guidance of God in our life to be able to help one another be all that we ought to be and we ought to be helping each other do that every day of our lives. And we can do that no matter where we are in the process of our living and the things that are going on and the things that are happening. We ought to be givers. 
We ought to give more than we've ever given before as we grow older and as we understand life and as we see the principles of what's happening and being a part of that. Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. We need to understand that. Jim Elliott, the, great, the missionary that was martyred in Ecuador, said he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep in order to gain what he cannot lose. We're never more like Christ than when we're giving. When we're giving. We ought to be a people who give. Give sacrificially, not just financially, certainly that, but of our time, of our effort, of our encouragement, things we've been talking about already. We ought to be people who are regularly giving to one another and being a part of those kind of times. And we ought to learn how to enjoy life and laugh. You ought to laugh. You ought to laugh a lot more than what most of us do. The Bible tells us that laughter is good medicine. Doctors and scientists say that now, but the Bible's been saying it all along. Laughter is good medicine. In an old dried up spirit, it's brittle to the bones. Some of us creak, some of us pop and crack, and some of the reason for that is that we haven't been joyful in so long, we don't even know what it means to be happy. We ought to be laughing, we ought to have joy in our life. The Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's where we gain the ability to live life to the fullest today because we rejoice in the Lord and we rejoice in the life that he's given us and all the things that are there. There ought to be a lot more joy in our lives. and As Christians especially, we ought to be more joyful. than it. Certainly, there's hard times. Certainly, there are days that you can't figure out how can I can even lift up my head because of all the burden and all the things that are there. But the Scripture is not talking about me to be joyful for the circumstances that I'm in, but in the circumstances that I'm in. Because I know that even in the worst of my days, God is there with me. I know even in the worst of my days, my Savior has lifted me up and called me by name and said, I will be with you all the days of your life and I will never ever leave you or desert you in any way. I have a reason to be joyful every day. All I have to do is look at a cross that's empty. Because there's no one there any longer. The one who went there to pay for my sins died, was buried, rose again from the dead, and is a living Savior who's living and alive in me today. I have every reason to be alive. I have every reason to be joyful. I have every reason to know the wonder of life. Do I live that way all the time? Unfortunately, no. But I ought to, as a child of the living God, I ought to learn how to live with joy in the praise that are there. I ought to live with praise in my life. You know, we, we, we have so much to thank God for. So much to give him praise and glory for and the things that are there. And we need to learn how to do that more often and more regularly. Every day ought to be a day in which we can praise God and find a reason in that. And we need to pray more. See, prayer is one of the things that you and I can do no matter what our health is. No matter what's going on, I, I can say and make excuse, well, I don't have the ability to do this anymore, or I can't do that. Maybe some of us have found ourselves at times confined to a, a, a hospital bed or a, confined to bed at home or something where we physically couldn't even get out and do something even if we wanted to do it. But that can't keep us from praying. That can't keep us from making a difference. Folks, if God's people ever believed in prayer the way we ought to believe in it and ever practiced prayer the way we ought to practice it, we change this world in a heartbeat because nothing can hinder the power of prayer. There's no boundaries that can stop it. There's no governments that can stop it. There's nothing that can hinder prayer except myself. 
my unwillingness to spend time in prayer, my unwillingness to believe that God can make a difference through prayer, my unwillingness to let prayer really be the work of God in my life and the lives of those around me. We can pray, and we ought to pray. And as we grow older, we ought to pray even more and more. Most of us, in one sense, have more time than we ever did before. And we ought to be praying, a praying people. As we look and as we understand, those are just some of the things that you and I can do as we look at it. So what we need to do is is commit ourselves today to live today the way God wants me to live. To make this day count. Yesterday's gone. I can't change what I did or didn't do. It's over. I can be forgiven, thankfully, for anything that I did that wasn't pleasing to God because he's always faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. For the things I didn't do and the things I did do and I can thank God I can be forgiven and I can't say anything about tomorrow I can make plans I can dream I can do all kinds of possibilities but I don't have any control over tomorrow what I have control of is this moment what will I do with this moment this gift of life that God has given me what will I do how will I use it how will I be a part of it see now is the time that we need to be living our life to the fullest Now's the time that we need to take hold of all that God has given us and being a part of the things that are happening as we look at it. As we live each day, we need to live it with the understanding, God, this is your day. How could I live today in a way that would glorify you? What can I do today? Bring people in my life that maybe I can be, you can use me to bless, but help me to be the encourager, the strengthener. Help me to be the servant you've called me to be. God, put people on my heart that I can pray for. God, you've blessed me in so many ways. Let me be a blessing to other people in whatever way, whether it's financially, whether it's prayer, whether it's giving time, whether it's doing work for them, whatever it may be, help me to be a blessing. All the things that I can do in being a part of that. D.L. Moody was once asked, why he continued with such fervor after he retired and reached the age that he had done. And he said this, I look at this world as a wrecked vessel. One day God said to me, Moody, you're a lifeboat. Go out and rescue as many as you can before the end comes. We have today to make a difference. And we can, and we ought to. One man complained to God, God, why don't you do something about the mess that this world's in? Why don't you do something to fix it? And God said, I did. I created you. See, we're God's gift to touch this world. He's working through us to do the things that he wants to do. Are we letting him do it? Are we letting him use us? Are we letting him make a difference in the world in which we live, in our own families, in our own churches, in our own communities? Are we letting God use us for his glory? Are we letting him use us to to meet the needs of the world around us that God's placed us in? In whatever way it is, we, we all do it differently, and that's great. But we need to at least be doing it. What are we doing? To let God use us. How are we using the life that God has given us that we have as a gift of this day? Today is a gift. We need to open it up and let it blossom in the wonder of what God has for us as we look together. It doesn't matter what your age is, how old you are, how young you are. What matters is what are you doing 
with the life God's given you? What are you doing with the gift of today? Would you pray with me? Father, thank you so very much today for your work in our lives. Thank you for this prayer this, that the psalmist gave us. And Father, I do pray it for myself, and I pray others would as well. But for me, I, I would ask that you teach me to number my days so that I might be able to live in wisdom. I might be able to understand the value of this moment and not foolishly throw the hours and the minutes away and then regret the rest of my life that how much time as I look back that I wasted. That I could have done something that had meaning. I could have done something that had purpose. I could have done something that brought glory to you. And all I thought about was me. God, this is your gift, this life, this day. May we rejoice in it. May we celebrate it. And may we give our lives to you to live to the fullest because the only way that we can have that abundant life, that full life, that life you've called us to is in the recognition that you're the Lord of this day. And if we give it to you, then you return it to us in manifold ways of fullness and blessing in life. Help me to do that and teach us how to do that as a people of God. Father, this morning as we approach this moment of invitation, I don't know the needs of every heart here, but you do. And as you speak into every life, into every heart, as you challenge each of us, regardless of our age, to make life count, to make days matter, to make this moment matter, may we be open to whatever it is you may be teaching us and asking of us and, and just willing to say, yes, Lord, whatever you want, whatever you desire of my life, I want to give it to you because it's your gift to me, and I want to use it to the fullest and the most abundant way that I can. Christ's name I pray, amen.